0: Hey, America's tastiest gaming energy drink of 2022 now is the official sponsor of Downright Sports. You can go to W.GG and you can order a brand new starter kit, which will give you the shaker and two packs. If you use the promo code player one, you'll save 10% on that. It's the only energy drink. You don't got to worry about get, having any sugar. There's no artificial coloring. It gets you going, especially if you're up late, you're gaming, you're twitching, you're streaming. This is the energy drink just for you. And because you're a listener on Downray Sports, use the promo code PLAYER1. That's W.GG. You can also go into their Instagram and Facebook. It's Shook time. Sometimes change comes from people, sometimes you don't even expect. You've seen men take knees. You've seen people wear headbands or armbands or t-shirts. But in 1967, one man took a huge, huge, huge risk. When he decided to stand up for something that he felt was just right. Who am I talking about? Talking about Muhammad Ali, the greatest of all time. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, rumble young man, rumble, ah! But he couldn't do it alone. So on June 4th, 1967, Muhammad Ali and 11 other great athletes decided to get together to stand behind Muhammad Ali and his choices to take a stand and eventually see true change come to the entire country. This is Champions and Chronicles History Sports Epics hosted by Brent Reid.
1: You are now listening to the hottest station WDJC TV DJ Chase Radio
2: www.djchaseradio.com
0: So Muhammad Ali by 1967, was without a doubt the greatest fighter in the world. He would not be the greatest of all time just yet. But by then, he already had made a name for himself, knocking out Sonny Liston, boom, beating him in six rounds when nobody thought Sonny Liston could be beat. Muhammad Ali did it. And from there, he shocked the world, as he said, He shocked the world in more ways than just one. See, before he was Muhammad Ali, he was born Cassius Clay. And that's what everybody knew him as. But Ali decided to take a stand and tell everybody that he was a Muslim. And he was studying the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Ali was also friends with Malcolm X. Openly did not care. Some thought, well, this is weird. Because you're not Christian. How dare you? Others thought he was courageous. People early on who realized, hey, we should respect this. Let's call him by the name he chosen, Muhammad Ali. Others in the sign of disrespect would still call him Cassius or Clay. And it was just a way to kind of, hey, boy, know your place. You just can't change your name just because you choose to. But he did. People didn't realize at the time it was starting to become a groundswell. Ali's boisterous, Ali's flamboyantness, Ali's way of becoming just the best showman in sports history was starting to make real change. And not in a comedic way, because Ali would take stances on a lot of things. The one thing he really took a stance on was the war in Vietnam. See, in 1967... Ali was drafted to the Marine Corps, to which he told him, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going. I refuse to go. Ali wasn't the only one that shared this sentiment. Tons and millions of people felt the same way. One of those other men was Martin Luther King. In fact, in a rare appearance, Ali and Martin Luther King met to just to talk about this issue. You
1: discussed back in the hotel room. Nothing, just friends, just like Khrushchev and, and uh, Kennedy and everybody. When the people, all of the politicians of all other of white races come together, and they, although they believe different, they think different, whites can come together and discuss the common cause. But whenever a few of us come together, the world is shook up. And I say, whatever went back there is it's our business. Reverend King, do you agree? Oh, yes, yes. We had a very good discussion uh, on uh, many matters. And of course, these are not things that we would discuss here, but uh, we do have common problems and common concerns. And above all, as uh, Muhammad Ali has just said, uh, we are all victims of the same system of oppression. And even though we may have different religious uh, beliefs, uh, this does not at all... It's about a difference it's in terms brothers. of our concerns. It's the old brother. Do you share the same? One more question. Do you share the same concern uh, that uh, Muhammad has for his draft status? Oh, I certainly do. Uh, you, my my views on the draft are very clear. I'm against it, and I think the sooner our country does away with the draft, the better it will be for everybody.
0: See, if you don't know, and it's okay if you don't, because it hasn't been around for over forty years. There used to be a time there was a thing called the draft. And once you reached 18, your number was called and you were enlisted in a branch of the army. Well, the military, rather. You would be in the army. You could be in the Marines. You could be in the Air Force. You could be in the Navy. And that's how you would get enlisted. Most before Vietnam War were pretty honored. Okay, let's go. During World War II, every man and woman wanted to be part of the military. Because they felt it was fighting for something that mattered, a cause. About the time the Vietnam War came, nobody felt that that war was just or even made sense. Why are we over there? A common question some ask. People who asked that question were considered cowards. Were considered anti-American. Weren't patriots, if you will. Despite this, those who did go, go over when they came home. Weren't treated fairly. we treated with disrespect. We're called baby killers, even though they had zero option to go. There were ways to get out of the war. You could go to Canada, but then you can never come back. There were exemptions if you were a college student, but if you were poor or you came from a family that couldn't afford it, guess what? You didn't get exempt. There were exemptions for others, the rich, you know, to name just a few. But Muhammad Ali, who was rich, didn't get an exemption and was asked to go, was told to go. But he said no and that he wasn't. And though people thought he was going to lose something. He felt he wasn't going to lose anything.
1: Um, Those of the press and those of the people
0: who think that I lost so much by not taking the step, I would like to say that I did not lose a thing up until this very moment. I haven't lost one thing. I have gained a lot.
1: Number one. Number one, I have gained a peace of mind.
0: Muhammad Ali was feeling like he was a man on the island for a while, even though those stood in his corner Muhammad Ali was clearly the biggest figurehead to stand against the war. He was the biggest celebrity on the planet to say no. On top of that, he was the world heavyweight champion. There was nowhere he could go, and no one knew who he was. But Ali had friends. Yes, he did. And his friends felt he needed help. And he needed somebody, or somebodies, to stand in his corner and have his back. So, Ali's agent and his brother from the Nation of Islam decided we need to kind of help Ali. He needs to find a way to get his message out there and make it coherent, make it make sense. Herbert Muhammad, who is Ali's agent and manager, also the son of the Elijah Muhammad, interesting, but still. <laughs> Asked Jim Brown, who was a friend of Ali's, could he help him? Jim Brown had a lot of clout, had a lot of respect, not just in the sports world, but in the entertainment world, in the political world. See, because Jim Brown had always been outspoken. See, Jim Brown walked away from football when he wasn't even supposed to. He was at the top of his game. And he was like, I'm done, which gave him power. Because he left before the team could cut him and say he was no good. Which would have never happened. Because even today, Jim Brown still would be the greatest running back ever. You know, like If Jim Brown was still alive, he probably could get you like 40 yards now. It's a joke. Calm down. Jim Brown decided this is what we're going to do. We're going to host a summit here in Cleveland. And I'm going to call some of my closest friends. Some of those closest friends included Bill Russell. At that time, was a eight time NBA world champion. He also would get Lual Sender. Now, most of you are probably saying, "Well, who who is that?" Well, little did everybody know. Well, Lual Sender is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who also converted to Islam, just like Muhammad Ali, and changed his name. Some of the other people that they asked, well. It's a who's who of football players and a politician. We're going to get to him in a second. The great Jim Brown gets on the phone and he calls who he knows. He calls Walter Beach, Willie Davis, Call Strokes, and I should probably tell you who you guys are. So let's start all over again. Walter Beach was a former NFL player who played for the Boston Patriots and the Cleveland Browns. He also served in the military for four years. He was in the Air Force. Willie Davis, also a former NFL player, played for the Green Bay Packers and the Cleveland Browns. Curtis McClinton Jr., NFL player, played for the Dallas Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. Bobby Mitchell, NFL player, Cleveland Browns, Washington football team. You know them as the Commanders now. They used to be called the Redskins. Jim Shorter played for the Browns, Washington, and Pittsburgh. Call strokes? Well, he only became the first black mayor of Cleveland and was one of seven black mayors ever in the country at that time. Not too bad for him. He later will become an ambassador under the Clinton administration. Finally, Sandy Williams, Cleveland, Washington, Colts, Pittsburgh. Those those guys' resumes. Now, this summit wasn't an all-out support and fanfare for Ali, no. The reasoning for this summit was so Ali can explain himself to these guys on why he's choosing not to serve in the service, why he's refusing to accept his draft status. Some of the guys in the room did not understand at the time until Ali told them, until Ali made it clear, hey, guys. This is against what I believe in.
1: Nine top Negro athletes meet with Cassius Clay to discuss his anti-draft stand. They include Bill Russell, Lou Alcindor, and former pro footballer, Jimmy Brown. Says Brown after the meeting, the champ is sincere in his religious beliefs. He believes in his religion and his stand is based wholly on that. Clay's induction refusal cost him his title and he faces a possible five-year prison sentence. He claims exception
0: as a minister of the black Muslim faith. Ali paid a huge price. 1967, Ali, no longer champion, basically a man on the island on his own, fighting for, well, he didn't realize at the time, but he was fighting for an entire country. He was taking a stance for what a lot of young men did not want to do. People were, It wasn't the fact that people didn't want to join the military, they just wanted to join on their own terms. They didn't want to be told because a number was called that they would have to go fight in a war they did not agree with or even understand. Finally, by 1971, the Supreme Court found in favor of Muhammad Ali eight to one ruling that he was just to not want to have to go serve in the military. And by 1973, the draft was over. It was gone. It was abolished. For moof.. No more draft. And Muhammad Ali, well, he could be the thing for that. Because if he didn't take a stance, if he didn't sacrifice something that he cared about, which was boxing and being world champion, who knows? Would I still be sitting here talking on this microphone, telling you this story, or would I had to listen to the Army Because of a number that just would have been called on a random day once I turned 18. It's kind of funny now if you look back at it. Because then, Ali was considered the villain. Ooh, you evil Muslim man. You won't fight for this country? This country that's afforded you so much? That's how he was looked at. But really, most people viewed him as a hero. Later... By 1980s, Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time, not just in the ring, but outside the ring, giving people strength, giving them hope, bridging the gap between both black and white. In 1996, Muhammad Ali, with Parkinson's, dealing with it, still fighting a cause, held the torch for the Atlanta Olympics, where he helped light the torch. He was the last person to carry it into the stadium. And he did it proudly, wearing American colors. And it was under the Bush administration where he will receive the Medal of Freedom.
2: He was a fierce fighter and he's a man of peace, just like Odessa and Cassius Clay Sr. believed their son could be. Across the world, billions of people know Muhammad Ali is a brave, compassionate, and charming man. And the American people are proud to call Muhammad Ali one of our own. In the world have been improved by the lives of the men and women we honor today, and now I ask the military aide to read the citations.
1: Muhammad Ali.
0: Sometimes to see change, you just really have to sacrifice it all. Muhammad Ali did that. He didn't put it on a t-shirt. He didn't make it a hashtag. He didn't do it when just the cameras was watching. No, he'd through it. He sacrificed it all and had to suffer alone in the dark when everybody just wanted to forget. Oh, there goes the champ, the former champ. He ruined his opportunity. He should have just shut up and went. It's probably what a lot of them said. Now, everybody says, thank you. This has been another episode of Champions and Chronicles, History Sports Epics with Brent Reed. You can download episodes at Apple Podcasts, Soundcloud and Google Play. You can also listen to the episodes at DJ Chase Radio and download the DJ Chase Radio app to hear episodes whenever you want. Follow Downray Sports on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook and subscribe at YouTube.
2: Take them off, get that paper, swift Yeah, what I want, if I want to then I get it Top ten Top numbers, like tail, like like Yeah, what off, I want, get paper, swift Yeah, what I want, if I want it, then I get it Bad, bad queen, independent, good credit Ain't no chick but the crown like me when the town like me, they ain't built like me You see, I'm a dream, with a splash, so change a ring Pop out, pose a scene if I'ma paint a painted picture, I had all the fantasies Then let the canvas came. You know a little crystalline Wash away around just to do it all again Pop out with my friends, grab a boo on a Benz the thitties, they brought with that? I gotta hit it to my left Matte red lips with my toes on the bed get what I want I be stressing less and less I, I be getting what I want and want what I, want want I get. get what I want, if I want it then I get it Bad, bad queen, independent drug uh-huh. credit. Like me when the town like me, they ain't built like me. Yeah, what I want, if I want it, then I get it. Bad, bad, queen, independent, good credit. Uh-huh. Ain't no chick like the crown like me when the town like me, they ain't built like me. I like them late night rides, drive through run stop down outside. He's saying pretty girl fly, loose it at night, open up wide. See, oh, try put it in sport, I'm so fine. I got them on standby, clone up in my bed, leave them on the line. They don't do what I say, so you know it's what I say, girl. I make them all grow wild, pretty girls, sweating, real G style. Do what I want, if I want it, then I get it. Bad, bad queen, independent, good credit. I ain't no shit for the crowd like me, when the town like me, they ain't, like me. know what I want, if I want it, then I get it. Live, bad, bad queen, independent, good credit. Don't check a friend like me When the like town like me, they ain't